The COVID crisis continues, but some gyms are adapting and actually adding revenue and members. How is this possible? Chris Cooper gets the answers from gym owner James Mawson right after this. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, and I founded Two Brain Business to make gyms profitable. Over the last years, as we've compiled more and more data, built more and more tools, gotten better and better at mentorship, we've really made a lot of gyms, hundreds around the world, thousands over the years, uh, profitable, doing better. What hasn't kept pace is the quality of coaching in a lot of gyms worldwide. There are great programs out there that will introduce you to a method like boot camp, kettlebells, Olympic lifting, powerlifting, CrossFit, running, whatever that is. And so we can make coaches who know the subject matter, but that doesn't make them a great coach. To be a great coach, you have to be able to change somebody's habits. You have to be able to change their behavior. And to do that requires deep understanding of their motivations. To do that means amazing adherence by the client. And it means amazing retention. Because as gym owners, we know it's harder and harder and more expensive than ever to get a new client. Retention is more important than ever. Referrals are more important than ever. Peer-to-peer marketing, word of mouth is more important than it's ever been. How do you get those things? Through client results. So I founded Two Brain Coaching with Josh Martin to get coaches the skills they actually need to make a career in fitness instead of just familiarity with a methodology. TwoBrainCoaching.com has courses to help you start a career with personal training, to scale up with group training, both in person and online, and to diversify with nutrition coaching and mindset coaching. We have the best programs in the industry that will prepare you and your coaches to deliver any method that you love now or you might love 10 years from now. TwoBrain Coaching is really a project of love for me, and if you visit TwoBrainCoaching.com, you'll get a ton of free resources, just like we produce every day on twobrainbusiness.com. Everybody, uh, welcome James Mawson from Tribal Movement in Melbourne here. James, um, maybe you can just kind of recap what you're saying about how long you've been in Melbourne in lockdown and what the situation is there. Right, so Chris and I have just been speaking to those guys that only just joined us. Um, we're in regional Vic, so we're, we're about two hours away from Melbourne Central where the heat was um we have two sets of lockdowns one for melbourne one for regional um for those guys that are listening that are from melbourne um which is again only two hours down the road i feel for them if you want to talk about lockdown lockdowns in the rest of this world um it, we have been in lockdown longer than any other country state in the world um it, it is in melbourne um to to some of our gyms in melbourne uh, two brain gyms um, have been and still are not open. They've only gone back to PTs outdoors. Um, they are not allowed to travel. They had a curfew. Um, so they and still, I don't think the curfew is now. They abolished that two weeks ago. Um, they had a curfew. They weren't allowed to leave their, leave their homes between um, 8 p.m. and 5 a.m. Um, if they were caught leaving their homes between those hours, they had $5,000 fine. They weren't allowed to venture 5Ks away from their home. Um, they were only allowed to send one person shopping per day. Um, so if you want to talk about lockdowns, I think Victoria is the strictest lockdowns in the world. Now, if you have a look at the cases, and I was speaking to Chris about this, we've only had, and it's, it's not only because it's a life is a life, I think we've had in about 900 deaths total Australia, um, which is... Wow. 
it's not in terms of the overall death rate, it's not high. Um, and most of those people have been people in the elderly homes. Um, most of their victims are 80, 90 to 100 year olds. Um, and it's funny that, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, Chris, but um, <laughs> it's quite funny that it's it's quite funny that we've uh, we haven't had a flu a flu influenza related death since April this year. Um, our total deaths for flu this year has only been 36 for the entire year. With this time last year, we we're at 460. So I'm just putting it out there that um, yeah, we're, we're still using the testing kits here in Victoria that can't distinguish between influenza A, B, hepatitis, SARS, um, what else was the other ones? They all, if they test positive, they test positive for any of those as well as COVID. So they can't even determine. So if you want to talk lockdown, guys, <laughs> I've, got, I've got a smile on my face and this is a lockdown beard to prove how long we've been there. That's right. That's right. Well, I, I mean, this is a great conversation sometime and I hope that when it's all over, you know, we can kind of look back at it as an opportunity. And the reason that you messaged me the other night, James, was you said, hey, look, we've grown. And uh, so I said, well, we would definitely want to share that message with people. So yeah. uh, maybe you can kind of give us some stats about how much you've grown and, and that yep. kind of thing. Yep, no worries. Um, so we, we've been locked down. Our first lockdown was 23rd of March um, this year, which was full lockdown. So that was complete closure. Um, unlike, uh, unlike everyone else. Um, we were lucky here uh, in Australia. We had, I guess, two to four weeks uh, notice before we got locked down because of Two Brain um, and what other gyms were doing around the world. Um, I think we went second last. I think the last to go was New Zealand. Um, so we were watching that. I'm very, uh, with anything I do, I'm very Americanized. Um, I think America's always ahead of what we do here in Australia. So I follow very, very closely and always have what. What America's doing, and it's uh, it was it paid off this time in terms of the information that was fed back through to Brian and through you, Chris. So we acted um, very quickly. We had everything to go. Um, we managed to transfer a hundred and hundred and forty five clients in twenty four hours from brick and mortar to online training. That's um, incredible. Um, yeah, so we transitioned within 24 hours. We had uh, all our members assigned to a coach. We had um, we didn't act quick enough. We eventually, halfway through the first lockdown, we, we picked up the app. So we um, True Coach. We got on True Coach halfway through. Uh, that was probably a little bit too late in my, I guess, in in why I would have done it because we were all doing it via text. So we were sending out 40 texts a day per coach, um, and it was all personalised. So we learned from that. What we also did, I think, guys, and I think this is imperative and I, I think this is the biggest thing that one of the biggest nuggets, I gold nuggets I can give you guys when you're doing it, put together, because if you're going into shutdown for the second time, you need to put a COVID, um, a COVID suspension form in place. So what I mean by a COVID suspension form is a form that they fill out that states as soon as the restrictions are lifted any way, shape or form, whether that be PTs or outside training, their membership will start back up straight away. Back to the show in just a minute. The people at Inside Tax know you're working long hours to improve health for the world, but it can still be hard to turn a profit. 
You can't focus on your mission without money in your account. So Insight founder John Briggs wrote Profit First for Micro Gyms and created a system that increases your cash flow so you can be home at dinner time with a thriving fitness business. Bookkeeping, Profit First, cash flow, consulting, taxes, whatever your financial needs, Insight can help. Join their free five-day challenge at Profit First for Micro Gyms slash five days to get a snapshot of the financial health of your gym. That's profit first for micro gyms slash five days. Okay. Because therefore you will, instead of people canceling, they're going to spend. Therefore you don't have to try and restate their memberships. It just starts. So then they've got to physically cancel their memberships again. Okay. That saved us so many people quitting. Um, in terms of they didn't, their membership was always there. We didn't have to re, I guess, regain a customer because it was there. We didn't have to ring them and say, hey, would you like to jump back on board? They're already there. Did so anybody have first. any hesitation to sign that, James? Nope. Perfect. Not one. We, How do you um, handle that conversation? So, so someone's, they may message you or email, right? So if they said, okay, we're going online, this is what we're going to do. Um, yep, look, I'm not interested. doesn't suit me. I don't want to do it. Cool. Awesome. What I'll do is I'll send you a... a um, uh, COVID suspension form so soon as and we explain to them quickly it, it just in the form have a read of it just means when we're open in any way shape or form then the uh then your membership will and you know what if they want to be part of the uh the organization and tribe um us they'll stay on that just that just consolidates our i guess our attention strategies really so no Fantastic. we didn't get an argument no i think Fantastic. we i think we only had two members complain um when it went back to say oh we're not inside and they Looking at the contract, they found the loopholes in it. It was two members and said, well, you're actually not back inside, you're outside at the moment. So realistically, we don't, we're, we're not coming back. And we just turned around and said, you know what, you're two weak clients anyway, see you later. And both of them are not with us now. So it's good. So it's easy, easy way fixed. Thanks for making it easy for me. All yeah, right. And that's pre pretty much how it was. Yeah. So, yeah. So, so we, we got rid of those, those weak clients, Chris. So that's, uh, that's that one there moving forward. Um, from there, we, uh, we, we, which was one of the hardest things for me we had to do, was we lent out the equipment. So we didn't hire it out. Um, and far as I'm concerned, that hiring out the equipment, I think to me personally, these guys were showing me the, I guess, the, the faith, you know, by hanging in there with me anyway. The last thing I'm going to do is say, hey, I want you to pay for my equipment. So I said, okay, to repay the faith, I'm going to make you sign a document that says if you don't bring it back and it's not in the same condition, then I'll charge you for it. But I'm going to lend this out just to say high five to you. Thank you for sticking with me. Um, so That's we right. hired that out and we, we look, we only hired out our uh, dumbbells and our kettlebells. Okay. We also, the only other thing we did is we gave anyone that didn't have a skipping rope, we gave them a free skipping rope as well. All right. So just little things, just little things. Yeah, super smart. Yeah. And, and that kept us, going um we ran the zoom classes um in terms of we'd run a saturday morning zoom class um we'd get four or five people there we used to run friday night zoom um zoom parties between our groups of coaches which should have theirs um the morale with the coaches the first time round wasn't there we weren't allowed to train we weren't allowed to do anything um we're homeschooling all that sort of stuff mind you we've just let people know too 
because um, what I'm about to go into is second lockdown, what we've learned and give you some more nuggets. We've got three kids under 11, so obviously schools were closed. We had to remote teach or remote learn our three kids as well as try and run a business. Um, both my wife and I had a client base of 40 as well, so we were also doing the messaging and all that sort of stuff as well, um, plus trying to homeschool and everything else, yes? So it's not like we were two people that didn't have lives outside of this. My wife also runs a nutrition uh, online business um, and has 50 active clients on that as well, so she runs her business on the side of this as well. So that happened. Um, we also got flooded. Um, during that time as well um, so the whole gym got flooded uh, by a rain leak so we had a share of problems but I think that I want to want to tell everybody here it's your attitude moving forward you can let these things drive you and dictate to you and be, you can become sour or you can go hey we've been flooded cool the insurance will cover that and get brand new gear yeah we've been shut down cool I'm going to cry about it. I'm going to be upset about it or you can look at it and go you know what I'm going to use this time to revise all my policies, my procedures. I'm going to read. I'm going to study. I'm going to make things better and be positive. We toast, don't worry, the first two weeks of shutdown, like everybody else, the world was over. I, I, I was gutted. Um, we'd made huge changes. We'd taken our revenue up to from 20000 when we started with you guys to 50000 I was having my best month, so I had, like everybody else. Yep. Um, so I was gutted. Yep. But you know what? After two weeks of it, you have to change that point of view. You have to have a strong opinion that you're going to succeed and people looking, like you said, you've got to be the calm leader, okay? Um, and we did, did that. So we, we only lost, like most people, we lost the average 25. We lost 25% of our total membership base uh, and we lost over 30% of our revenue first time round, um, which is still not bad. We could pay all our staff. Now, what we did is we kept all our staff on, yep? So whether it be they just had to mow the grass for me. I was keeping them on, you know. You had to keep your staff. So James, so, was there any kind yeah. of um, was there any kind of government incentive to keep them on or was that just yeah. part of your plan? No, so we didn't know at the start that we were gonna get we've got a thing here in Australia called JobKeeper. Um, yeah. we didn't know we were going to get that. Um, so before we got JobKeeper, I just basically said I'm gonna keep my staff on where I can anyway, because I'm gonna need them. I had I had so I had a new coach that had just moved from Melbourne, so he made the move from Melbourne, three-hour move to move up here. Um, had no job other than us. He quit his $2,000 a week job in Melbourne to move with us. The first day he started was the day we closed down. Oh, my goodness. So from our perspective is I needed the guys. I knew I was going to need these guys when we did reopen. Um, so I kept them all on. Um, I tried the kids' programming. I tried everything, yes. In the end, I learned a lot. I learned what not to do and what to do. So we, we got reopened, um, which meant we'd go outside, which was middle of winter for us here in, uh, in Australia. Um, so you're talking where we are, probably minus, up to minus five degrees. Um, we, moved, we moved all our matting. Um, so I picked all my matting from inside and made, made basically spots for everyone outside uh, in our car park. Now, People are going to go, yeah, but you're lucky, James. You've got a car space or a car park that you can operate in. Yep. Now, I'll go into that in a sec because I don't count that as luck. I count that you make your own luck, right? So I set that up. We basically just did outdoors. We just did dumbbell uh, and bodyweight stuff, okay? So um, we didn't take any bars, rowers, or bikes outside. 
So James, if you had lent your dumbbells out, did the people bring their dumbbells back to the gym before they yep. had or during? They did. So, so yep, within 24 hours or 48 hours, we had all the equipment brought back. Now you're talking over 100 bits of equipment. Wow. Okay. Okay. We didn't lose, we didn't lose one single piece of equipment. Um, and that is hard to let that go. As a business owner, they're my babies. I treat them, I treat them with respect. I treat everything. Everything gets looked after. And to sit there and watch it all go out the door, it's, it's, like you, it's like you're closing a facility. And that's the hardest thing. I had to walk away. Literally, I had to walk away. It, it was breaking my heart to see it go out. Um, but that's something you've got to do. Anyway, so we did that. We ran that. After two weeks, we introduced barbells and stuff back out in the car park, got people interested and all that sort of stuff. Now, we went from running, I don't know, 30 classes a week to end up outside running and then eventually being allowed back inside with groups of 10, going from 30 classes to 46 classes is what we run now. Wow. Okay, so we run per day. Uh, Not per day, per week. We ran nine classes. Yep, nine classes. We run nine classes to 10 classes per day. Okay. Now, yes, we're on restrictions um, of 10 uh, when we went back inside. Um, we all had to have our own space, so we were lucky enough. We purchased good investment. We purchased, made sure we had 10 rollers, 10 bikes, so no one was sharing equipment. Yep. We were lucky we can do that. We've been in the position where we've put our money away for a rainy day. So we did that. We were back inside for four weeks, and then we got shut down again. And I was like... No, here we go again. And to say that I wasn't gutted again, I was gutted. I sat there on the Sunday afternoon watching the TV with my wife, um, with Dee, and I think Dee was, I looked over and I think she had a bit of a tear in her eye and I'm like, oh, well, here we go again. Um, So I think the biggest thing we learnt was from the first one was the confidence and what I mean by that is the confidence to make quick decisions and the confidence to make the decisions but inform our members confidently that we've got this under control. So any news that came through, we would be on a live feed to all our members within an hour. Okay, we'd do a live feed and we'd also have an email to back that up, Chris, to go out to all our guys to say this is what's going on. So we use both two forms of communication the live feed Facebook group and also um, our MailChimp. So we did that. So people are confident. So they started trusting what we had to say. So in other words, be convincing, be confident, saying this is our, this is just the new norm. Um, yeah, it's a pain in the ass, and sympathise with people because it is a pain in the ass. But you know what? So be it. You've got two choices: either you train or you don't train. Um, and that's what we said to these guys. We're going to, and a lot of the guys this time we were a bit lucky. Because we were allowed, once we got shut down the second time, so telling people we got shut down, we were total lockdown the first time, um, all online training, eight weeks, uh, seven weeks. We went back inside, seven weeks, sorry, outside for seven weeks. So no indoor training. Then we went inside for four weeks. Then we got locked down again. Outside, no training, so online. This time we're allowed to do one-on-one or one-on-two personal training outdoors, seven weeks. And now we've been outside this time for four weeks so far. Our potential 
open date, even though we do not have one regional case. Yep, we have 130 infections for the whole state of Victoria, 130 infections all up in the state of Victoria, and we are still not allowed to train indoors. Melbourne cafes aren't even open yet, and we have 130 cases, none regionally, all right? So when you talk about how strict our rules and laws are here, they're pretty strict. To the extent where the government tried to pass a bill the other day to allow JPs, so Justice of the Peace, union workers, giving them the power to be able to community, community arrest people with the suspicion, with the suspicion of breaking the COVID restriction laws. Okay. Arrest under suspicion. Yep. And that's been, it's actually, yep. So when people talk about restrictions, we have had a visit. Now, it, it might sound like we've done this fairly easy and we've been going through it. We have had the police around at our venue every two weeks since we first locked down. So March 23rd, we've had a visit or a phone call, not just from the police, by them asking if we're, we've been dobbed in by locals because they don't know the rules. Um, noise complaints because we've had the, the, the speakers been a bit louder than normal because we're outdoors. Um, and the Shire, the local council have been ringing us. We, we've had, don't worry, we, we've, dealt with, we've dealt with everything. We've had yeah, every rule that we've been accused of breaking, um, which we every single time we have adhered to every single rule because it's a $10,000 fine for us here in, uh, in, a, in, in Victoria if we break, $9,966 fine if we break the rules. And I can't afford that. Wow. So, um, so getting back on that, uh, that strategy, we are now outside. The proposed opening date for gyms in regional Victoria or Victoria alone we have to have no active cases for a period of two weeks and no no unsources, no unknown cases. So the earliest that can happen, that's a date is attached to that, is the 23rd of November. That's when the meter starts running. And after we the have to, wow. So when people say, we will not be out of this, our COVID norm, any, our, yeah, so, this is the norm for us, okay? Get used to it. Uh, um, it's going to happen. And if we're successful, the rest of the world will follow. Um, it's, they've basically said that they're not going to change this until the, um, there's a vaccine, which I'm not going to take anyway. So, so we've had to make, and, and I guess the reason for telling everyone and giving the people the story is, You've got to make the best of the situation. It's not going to go away. Don't hide in the grass. Don't wait for things to get better. All right. You're in control of your destiny. Use the resources that we're given through through Two Brain and be smart. Be confident in making the calls. Okay. If you're allowed to go indoors, as in you have an office, we're allowed to work at our office, right? So we can have people in our office. We're just not allowed to run. Training, and the same as other places, most people will still be able to work. Some of our guys aren't allowed to work at work at the moment, um, some of the other businesses. If you can, allow it. Like, we can still do NSIs. You know, as long as we're social distancing, we've got a mandatory mask, so we've got to wear the mandatory mask here in Victoria as well. No other state does in, in Australia except us. 
Um, so we still run NSIs, yeah? So I still run them. I still do my nutrition consults face-to-face. I still do, because we're allowed to, we're not breaking the rules, yeah? So you've got to make sure that you know your rules inside or out. So check all your local government rules of what you can and can't do and play by the rules, but stick to close to that line as you possibly can. Okay, so we still do our body scans, we still do all that sort of stuff because we're allowed. We weren't allowed to the first time, but we did this time. So we were doing NSIs over the phone. Now I would say first time around, we didn't really worry about getting too many new customers. It was about consolidating our customers that we currently had. Focus on that, that, and that only, in my opinion. We tried to do the 21-day challenge that you guys ran and all that sort of stuff. We wasted two weeks trying to do that and it brought no one through when we could have been spending that time on. So consolidate first. That is the first thing, consolidate. That's my opinion, okay? Look after your current members because they're the members that are going to be there when you get back. Yep. Second time round, we're outside. We open up and I think that what uh, what – read through to me was the interview that uh, was on the Two Brain podcast, I think was it with Seth Godden. And he was speaking about if we lose 10% of our members, so is the other gyms down the road. Um, yeah, and right. he, said, he, he said, be ready. Be ready for when gyms do open. So start preparing your staff now for when you do reopen. Because if you've lost 10%, so is the other gym down the road. So is the other gym down the road and the other one and the other one. They're all going to be looking for new homes, all right, because they've left, not just because COVID, they've left because they're not happy is basically what he said. So be ready. And I'm going to tell you now, guys, be ready, all right, because we have picked up, we're outside. So what we did, we picked our rack. We picked my whole rack from inside and I moved it outside. People go, do that. Yeah, we did. We unbolted it. I got six trainers, we grabbed an N each, I moved the whole rack outside. And I'm about to attach wall ball targets, I've put all my rubber on it, I've done it. Best investment I've ever done. Um, and will it stay out there? Absolutely, because I don't know whether this world's going to change or not. So now I've got an inside, outside gym. People are going to go, yeah, James, we haven't got the space. You know what? Go around to your park. Load your car up. Load your car up with your dumbbells, your kettlebells. People don't care, they just want to train. If you're allowed to train outdoors, do what you have to do. Make it work. Go to a park. Go to a side of the road. Do something because people will pay it because they want to train. Um, so that's, that's how passionate I am about that because we could have sat there and wallowed in our, in our pity and all that sort of stuff and, and we didn't. We were active and we are now leading the community in gyms. Um, people are just coming to us to the extent where, and I was speaking to you about this, Chris, we have been back outside now for... Uh, it's coming up four weeks this Thursday, so three weeks. We have signed on 21 new members, okay? I've had, it was funny, I had three NSIs booked for this week uh, as of Sunday morning, yesterday morning here in Australia. I now have eight NSIs booked in for this week. We have a, clo- we have a close rate of 95%. So potentially by the end of this week, we'll have 25 new members all paying $95 a week membership. That's, so you, that's you per week. Sums. I want everybody to catch that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's per week. That's uh, it's really important. The the other piece too you mentioned, James, is that um, when you went outside the second time, you were doing 100 to 110 personal training sessions a week. Yeah. How did you pivot to that? Uh, good question because I have that in my notes here. Um, 
my note says staff to complete the extra PTs. Um, so this time what happened was a lot of the people that cancelled last time or put their membership on suspension through the COVID hold um, didn't because we could do PTs. People say, yeah, but they were only paying $45 a week last time, so why would they pay? And that was for three sessions. Why would they pay 45 for one? Because they want to train. They don't care. And you know what? It's not even about the training. It's about the it's about the the communication, the being able to talk to somebody. And that's what it ended up being, a half an hour of a bit of exercise and a lot of talking. So we transferred probably half of the people that put their memberships on hold last time to personal training. Um, how we did that is we had the staff. So during the lockdown, we put on another staff member another two staff members actually, um, because we knew this was going to go. Um, so we now have, we had one, two, four PTs working um, during the outside period. They were doing up to, one of my PTs, one of my PTs, he did uh, 48 sessions in one week um, by himself. Wow. Um, <laughs> That's and, not tiring. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, um, we were doing, yeah, so we did about 100. I think the best we got was about 110 or something like that for the week. Um, and he now, that, uh, that PT has now said, hey, you know what, I think I'd rather do PTs than group classes. And we we're like, so, yeah, so I'm just my, um, my office manager, not my, my office manager is sitting behind me. She's just giving me some more notes. Um, plus, that's not only doing 110 PTs a week or 48 they also had their online client base of 30 to 35 members to handle as well. Wow. So yes. not only did, yeah, they were taking home up to $1,000 a week, yeah, plus Australian, my trainers, for a business that was locked them. down. Good for them. Okay. So great. And good um, for you too. And, and look, Chris, you, uh, and I'm happy to mention metrics and, and figures here. We went from first lockdown, um, from 30k um, for being locked down for the first two two uh, two months to this time our total shutdown we went uh, back up to thirty eight thousand dollars in revenue. Okay, so we've increased our, our revenue by almost what twenty five percent. And that's the most impressive been, part of that yeah. for me, James, is that we could we could confidently predict that that's going to continue. You know, the, the big fear that a lot of gyms in the States had was that, well, people are trying to help, they're doing me a favor, but eventually that goodwill is just going to wear off. Yep. And so if we have to shut down a second time, people aren't going to be that generous. And what you've shown is that as long as you can provide enough value to people, that it's not really about them feeling generous. No, no. And... We had a lot of our guys that started with the PTs are just doing one. A lot of them did two. Like they were they were up in their their, their sessions. Like um, so, what we did is we had we identified our five clients that spent the most through the second lockdown, and we sent them a bunch of flowers each, um, a fifty dollar bunch of flowers, which is nothing, um, and they all shared it. And we found that a lot of these customers, a monthly spend was nearly eight hundred dollars Australian. Um, versus wow. versus two fifty, their normal spend. So they they three times three x their spend, you know, um, and that's because they were receiving value. And what we did do, Chris and I, and it's probably something that you guys wouldn't advise. Um, we found 
it's again, it's um, it's well, you you might you might advise, you might not. It's listening. People will tell you what they want. Yep. So if you listen to people, they'll tell you. So we listen to the people. Yes, people always want something for nothing or something cheaper. Sometimes you've got to listen to that. So we found that the biggest thing between the lockdowns, because we did go back in between the two lockdowns in the four weeks, we, I, I identified eight of my seed clients and I took them out for coffee in between the lockdowns. And they told me if it went into lockdown a second time, they wouldn't be happy and probably wouldn't stick on if we were charging the full normal rate. Yep. So we dropped our rate. Our average is $45 a week. We dropped it down to $37.50 for online coaching. But that was basics. So when I say basics, it was send them the program, adjust it accordingly. Yep. And, and how popular was that, James? Perfect. It was great. 100%. Yep, 100%. Like, um, I, don't, I think we lost this time. We lost when we came back. I think we only had five people that, that finished up. Um, because we weren't different than anyone else. We found that once we got back out of isolation the first time back in, we had a lot of people leave us because they said we weren't, we were thinking about it, but we didn't want to be a, be nasty and do it during it. So we waited. Um, so we were no different. Um, and I think people were tired too. I think that the home thing just didn't work for them and that's cool. Um, and that's fine. We, we just, it's, don't take it personally. Um, but yeah, they, the, the 3750, like it was not much off our bottom dollar. I'd rather people pay an extra $7 less than lose 10 of them. Yeah. To be honest, James, like we heard that from a bunch of online coaches too about having a down sell option. And um, I mean, I can share this with you. The reason that we didn't publish that option in the beginning was that so many gyms were immediately um, putting themselves in competition with online programming only for yeah. like $20 a month. And that would have closed them. So yeah. I, I'm glad you took that step. And actually, um, the online training course that's on the roadmap now actually has a downsell option on it. You'll see that yeah. tomorrow. But uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's another great example of learning through COVID, collecting the data and saying, oh, this works and, and changing. So and you just need you. to listen to your people. Like, we're not going to give it away for yeah. free, Chris. Like, and you just got to listen to your people. Like, we looked at what we'd recommend, what was a, a, a fair price point, you know? And, and we sort of, and we did that as a collective, not just me making the decision. I spoke to a coach, I spoke to my ops manager, and we all made that as a decision, you know. So we didn't want to give it away for free, um, but we also wanted to make sure that we could stay in business too. This is another thing that I've noticed as a recurring theme with you, James. Uh, and I, I'm, you might just be too humble about it. But one of the things that you've been really great at through this whole thing is communication. So, I mean, I can attest to it. You were always the first to send me updates when they happened in Australia. But you were quick to talk about changes with your team. When you watched the news report, you said you immediately went live on Facebook to your members and within an hour you had sent an email out. I, I think that I don't want people to miss that. That is so important. Yeah. It, to us, that was it. Communication is a thing. Like, um, and, and when communication needs to be done properly it needs to be spoken about properly it needs to be instructive it also needs to come across as confident um because can we can we have gone in and oh great oh, we've been closed down again it's the end of my life oh, i've got three kids at home like my business is going up in smoke um rah 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 you know what no one cares chris no one cares they've got their own worries like 
they've potentially lost their job. Like, you know, it's, I'm the last thing to worry about. Like, you've got to look at people who've got bigger problems than we have. Um, we're still breathing. Um, there's other people that aren't. So you've got to be confident in your decisions. There's no use being down on life. Yeah, you might be, but you know what? Communicate it well and communicate it like, hey, it's a pain in the ass. I get it. But what are you going to do? Sit at home on the couch? Like, you've got no options. You've just got to move again, yeah? Um, and we said that to our guys. If it means that I can't open in my car park, if it means I have to go around to the park, guess what? I'm doing it, you know? I don't care. I've just told them and made it 100% down the line that we will be training in some way, shape or form, whether that's me yelling at you through the phone or, um, yeah. We could have given up. And don't worry, the first time it was, I, I had my moment, you know, it was like I, I could easily just close this business up for six months, put it into storage and reopen it. But what are you telling your customers? That you don't care about them? You know, you're like they want to know that you're there for them, you've got your back. Because if you haven't got your back, why, why should they have our back? Like, we're going to be the leaders because... As you said many a times, you need to be strong in communication and leadership through this whole period. You know, like um, I've spoken to other Two Brain members um, in Australia. Um, I'm constantly in contact with a couple of them. Um, they know who they are, and I think it's fantastic. You know, and and they're no different than 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 I am, sort of thing. And I think just the communication is the difference. It has been the difference. I think it's knowing the rules and and communicating it and wanting to succeed, I think. So That's, that's great, James. We've we got a couple of questions here. Yep. Um, so first off, Hollywood like to know the name of Deanna's nutrition business. So we're WAG. So we, we, we're under WAG. Um, okay. Dee runs, runs her, own, um, her own website, or not website, but her own um, Instagram. It's D underscore Mawson. They can check it out there. So we're, just to give the heads up there, and I love sprugging this, um, we are WAG's biggest affiliate worldwide. Oh, congratulations. Good for you. Mm. So we've got over 50. We, again, they publish the, the listings, the top 10 every month, and we're, we're totally, uh, yeah, we're number one. So she does really well. Good She's for really you. Good. That's great. Well, yeah. we'll post a link to her uh, in the show notes here. Yep, yep. Um, okay. Holly also asked, did you have to... Con salt your landlord before you started doing the outdoor training was there anything there or were you already using yep. that space yep no we um we definitely did um so our landlord we were lucky um he gave us rent reduction for the first month um and we said that's fantastic um when i say rent reduction he just cancelled our rent for the month um and added to the end of the term so that's fine um we said if we can pay the rent we will which we did the second month um, so we've only we only had one month leeway with our rent the whole time. In terms of the outdoor stuff, yes, we took a rig outside, and anyone can check out our Instagram page or our website, and probably our Instagram page. I'm fairly uh, active on that, and check out the outdoor rig. We had to drill that to the ground, um, so we obviously had to take um, dyna bolts and bolt it to the ground, so drill into his lovely concrete. Um, to the extent where he actually lent me the drill to drill the holes, so. Yes, he was all above board with it. Um, I think you'll find most landlords will be if they want their money. Um, it's in their best interest to make sure that you're do, doing what you need to do to survive. So 
when talking to a landlord, my advice would be is say, this is detrimental for me continue to trade. If you want your money, you'll allow me to do it and I'll repair it and return it back to its original state when we leave. That's my yeah, advice. That, that sounds pretty reasonable to me, James. Um, yep. The next one is uh, when you were, when you had your staff doing so many sessions every day, was there ever a point where a staff person said, look, this isn't what I signed up for? You know, I'm getting burnt out or I just don't want to do it anymore. Um, no, there wasn't. Um, the first time around, yes. The first time around, we, our staff were isolated. Um, there was not a lot of communication um, from, I guess, me um, or any other person. So they were on their own. So they got they got bored. They're used to seeing people every day, and that's what they want to do. They they love being around people. So the first time, yes. First time, like this sucks. I'm not doing online again. Um, come around, our coach had said that. Come around the second time, he said, "Well, I'm not doing online ever again." I turned around and said, "Your choice. You want to do it or you don't want to do it." And he goes, "What does that mean?" Well, it means that you go on sabbatical until this is over, and you don't get paid from it. And he goes, "Oh, all right then." Um, so, um, they didn't really have a choice, I guess. Um, but it's how you communicate it too. You, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to joke with your staff. You've got to be in line with your staff. You've got to have fun with your staff. And, and if you're on the same page and you're willing to work alongside your staff and, and share the pain with them, I think they resonate with you rather than going, you will do this. I will dictate to you you will do it, you will do it, rather than going, hey, let's, let's do it together. So this time around, we learned that. We learned that they were isolated, so we turned it into a lot different. So thanks to Anastasia, she gave us a few ideas. Um, the first, so we got shut down, I think it was a Wednesday, the, the second time. We took all our guys out um, and shared them lunch. So every Fridays was our do something for our staff day over the lockdown period so we did we ordered uh we ordered boxes boxes of um foods or, or vegetables from our local supplier and had it delivered to them we went and hired a set of the norm tech boots and set up a recovery zone for our staff um and just set it up with a bottle of water and and the boots and the chair we went and bought all this the, we hired the boots and we set up we bought a chair and made it into a a real little relaxation zone for them. So cool. um, we we ordered in fish and chips another day. Um, so we, we look. We, we made sure that the staff were appreciated um, because they were getting rewarded well. They were getting paid well. But yeah, no, we didn't. We didn't have that. Um, if you spread the workload and listen to your staff, I think you're, you're okay. It's it's. I don't know. I think that staff only work for you if they like you. You know, and they're being rewarded. Like, if you're if you're a prick, <laughs> then they're not going to want to work. Um, I don't know. It's taken me it's, it's taken me a long time to learn that. Anyway, so well, I, I think it was it was hard enough working through COVID, and they had unknowns, and they had family concerns, and health That's concerns, correct. and fears. Yeah. So, um, just doing what you could do probably yeah. made them look to you as kind of the lighthouse in the storm. Um, yeah. The new clients coming in, James. Where are they coming from? Are these people who were interested in your service before and now they're saying, I'm ready to make the leap? Are they people who have no idea what you do? They just want to join? 
Um, so the answer to that question is that these guys are coming to us now. They're, they're new members from other gyms um, because we have chosen to we have chosen to publish the fact that we're open. Um, the other guys are running their boot camps and. I think the, the Globo gyms, one of the Globo gyms is still closed. They've done nothing. Um, another one, so an Anytime Fitness, they're just running a boot camp, which only started a week ago out in the car park. I'm like, this is a corporate organisation that, that don't have a strategy. Um, F45, we've got F45. So when you're talking about it, we've got them all here. You know, we've only got 25,000 people in the town, right? Um, so F45, they're doing their workouts down the park by a computer screen you know it's still all um so they're all open they're just not doing it well you know they're just not doing it well they're just we are showing that we're the industry leaders we've got a niche as um seth godden says be the purple cow we've got that purple cow at the moment we know what we want to do area of innovation is change we are making sure we get that and we're charging for that people are coming because we're making it aware that we're open and then we're going to look after him. So James, this is my final question. Um, mm-hmm. Let's say that it all ends tomorrow. There's a vaccine. Mm-hmm. Okay, reopen. Are there any of these changes that you've made that you would keep if you were allowed to go back to business as usual tomorrow? Yep, 100%. Um, we are not going back to any more than 10 in a group class. Um, we'll keep 10 in a group class. I think 10 is a great number. I think you coaches will... Um, Coaches can coach better. You can get a better service. You can give a better service. I think that people are more comfortable with the smaller group. Um, uh, what else? The booking system. We'll keep the booking system as well. We didn't have that before. It allows the coaches to know who's coming in. Um, it also allows our coaches. I, someone passed. I, I stole an idea off someone um, from Two Brain where they do their little boards at the start where we write a little nice little note on their whiteboards. So it allows our coaches to know. So we've got two sets of whiteboards. So we write that up before the start of the class each coach does. So it allows us to do that better because we know who's coming in. It allows us to know who the injuries are. Um, so we'd keep that. Um, it's allowed us now, our PT models. Um, so before Two Brain, we didn't really do PTs. Our PT model now is just, it's gone through the roof. Um, it, it is now included in every single one of our packages that we do. Um, it, it's just part and parcel of it now, and it's, it's something we didn't really do before. Uh, what else would we keep? Um, the cleanliness that's always been there anyway. I think that's we've done that fairly well in terms of most most of the CrossFit facility. Um, we do that well anyway. Um, yeah, there's not those are probably two main things the class sizes and the um and the booking i think are the probably two main ones yeah i think they're the main ones chris i, I think that we'd keep them um the online look the online training it works for some we've we've got it there so we didn't close our true coach down we've kept it open for five people to be honest we've got now five people that do online training that weren't doing it before um yeah. so that adds an extra what's that that's an extra i guess I don't know, fifteen hundred, fifteen thousand a year to our revenue. I don't know, something like that. It's it's an extra revenue stream. Um, what I do yeah. find, what my biggest thing is, what we've found, Chris, moving forward, is what you've been preaching is the, um, it, it's the whole fitness thought or thinking. So not just the training. So it's the mindfulness, sleep, eat, move. Yeah, it's that model. We've gone down that track big time now. 
um, we, we concentrate. That's probably one thing that we've learned out of this. That it's not just about the coaching. It's about the mindsets. It's about the eating. It's about the, the mindfulness. And what we have now in our packages, they're called, they're not nutrition consults, they're nutrition and lifestyle consults, we call them now. Um, and that's what we do now because we found that that's what people want. They want to talk um, and they want to get, not just, they want to know about their, their stress levels and all that sort of stuff. So, guys, like one thing I did want to say to you, Chris, and I mentioned it briefly just quickly is don't let COVID stop you. Um, don't let the restrictions stop you. Um, we've I spoke to you in message briefly. I had a chat to Anastasia about it. We're looking at opening a second location um, where people are looking at closing their locations and, and moving forward and, and just be stuck in a rut. We're, we're looking at another location to open up in the middle of COVID, in the middle of restrictions. I think what it's done is taught us a couple of things. It's taught us that you don't need a 4,000 square metre space. You don't need these big venues. You need a smaller venue. You may, need to make sure that that venue's got... Um, the ability to be able to train outdoors as well as indoors um, and be the industry leaders, like be the leader because people are looking for leaders. Don't let it stop you because if you stop and you stop moving forward, you might as well close your business today. Uh, I think that's a great place to end it. James, thank you for your leadership. You've been okay. very, very generous with everybody uh, and especially me. And, you know, usually if I'm going to get a text, at 10 p.m. Eastern time, it's going to be from you and it's going to be an update <laughs> on what's happening in Australia. So thank you for your leadership, sir. No worries at all. To help your business adapt to COVID restrictions, Chris Cooper has published a new ebook, The Second Shutdown Plan for Gym Owners. It will tell you exactly what steps to take to generate revenue, add clients, and retain members. Read the guide via the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Two Brain Radio for more episodes.